BP added more than $70 billion to the U.S. economy in 2022. Investments like acquiring America's largest biogas producer, Arkea Energy, and starting up new infrastructure in the Gulf of Mexico. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Hi, guys. Welcome back to the Balanced Blonde Podcast, Soul on Fire. I hope everyone is having an amazing day, week, weekend, whatever it is, whatever time that you are listening to this. And I'm just so glad to have you here. So if you're new to the Balanced Blonde Podcast, welcome. This is a podcast where we talk about everything from gut health and nutrition to spiritual woo-woo out there topics like astrology, kundalini, reiki, meditation, aliens. We get out there. We definitely do. So basically, this is a podcast where I hope that you come to feel like you're talking to a friend, like you're in conversation with two friends or just me when it's a solo episode. And I definitely consider each and every one of you listening, my friends, um, to the point where you, if you listen to this podcast frequently, know all about my cat and my boyfriend and my health issues and my eczema and my blogging journey and all of this fun stuff that I would share with each and every one of my close friends. So that is definitely you guys. Just like to give a little bit of background for those of you who might be new to the podcast. And today's guest, Robin, is someone who I met when we sat down to do this podcast interview, but it felt like I had known her for so long. And you guys know that I don't often have people on the podcast who I haven't met multiple times or aren't already close people in my life because I always find that knowing people knowing people well provides for a much more fun, much more Jordan style podcast interview than when I don't know someone. But the amazing thing about Robin is immediately it felt like I had known her for so long. We have our mutual literary agent, Sarah Pasek. And when Sarah recommends someone for the podcast or for a friendship, I always know that she's going to be correct. So of course, I was coming to New York. I told Robin, let's do it. Let's book this. I would love to have you on and talk about all of your expertise from gut health to finding our happiest, healthiest self. She's a health coach and she is renowned by so many different people on her website. She has testimonials from everyone from Gabby Bernstein to 
JJ Virgin to Carrie Glassman, so many different really amazing people in the health and wellness field. And she also is a best-selling author. She is just super down to earth and awesome. We really hit it off. She is super intuitive. She was able to do this thing with me. I don't even know what it's called, but where she was asking questions to my body and my body was responding and she was hearing the answers. And through that, she was able to find that I, my body was having an adverse reaction to plastic. So plastic water bottles, anything plastic. Um, I am definitely a culprit of purchasing organic vegetables in plastic bags, all sorts of things. And this is new to me to try to eliminate plastic from my life, but I'm taking it very seriously because before Robin even mentioned it to me, I was already getting the intuitive sense that drinking water out of plastic water bottles and then this new thing that I had gotten in my apartment that is a water dispenser, which I thought would help me drink a lot more water and stay really hydrated, it was plastic. And I think that my body was just not too happy with it um, between BPA and hormone disruptors and just how sensitive my body is right now and always it wasn't a good idea. So Robin picking up on that just solidified to me her intuition, her amazing ability to connect with the people that she's working with, whether they be her clients or her friends or someone who just needs a little bit of guidance in the right direction. So she's the author of Go With Your Gut, which is an amazing book about, you guessed it, gut health. And we talk all about that in this episode because of course I had so many questions about gut health. And I know that you guys are always interested in how we can balance our gut flora and treat our tummies as best as possible. And then her brand new book that just came out called Thin From Within. And if that title turns you off or makes you feel weird because it has the word thin in it. Something that I think you should know is that I love that Robin is disrupting the conversation of thin being a dirty word because really it's not. It's just a body style, just like everything else is. And talking about wanting to lose weight or find the healthier, happier version of ourselves, the lighter version, whether that to you resonates as thin or light or just vibrant, energized. To me, I think of like energetic is how I feel when I'm at my optimal weight. I love that she's empowering people to talk about that and to find their most vibrant sense of self. So I think that you're going to love her new book. I was honored to get both of her books handed to me when I was with her in New York. And I'm just stoked for you guys to hear this conversation with her. It was really fun. We ended up going to my New York yoga event together. Right after this conversation, Robin drove me in her car. And on the way back from the event, Rachel Mansfield and her husband, Jordan, drove me back in their car. So this, even though I had lived in New York for a year and I go there all the time, those were my two first times of actually driving in a vehicle that belongs to one of my friends in New York. So that was pretty cool. Just have to throw that in there because that was a first. And 
Robin's car was full of snacks and it was so clean and amazing. And she just reminds me of a mom, probably because she is a mom. She has an adorable little daughter named Navy, little cute redhead. You can see her on Robin's Instagram. So we will dive into that episode in a second. But before we do, I want to talk to you guys about Hum Nutrition, the wonderful sponsor of today's episode. So if you haven't yet heard me singing all of the praises of Hum Nutrition on my blog for many years and more recently on this podcast, I will tell you all about who they are, what they do, the products that I love from them, etc. So they're an all-natural line of supplements. And the reason why I trust them beyond any other supplement company or brand is that they are completely science-based. They are clinically backed and they use all of that science and clinically backed nutrition to create these supplements to really have us flourish our health from the inside out. So they're part of this emerging beauty category that is all about taking care of ourselves on the inside to look and feel and radiate and glow our most amazing inner health on the outside. And that's really important in my lifestyle because as you know from listening to this podcast, I think everything comes from within, just like Robin's book that we talk about in this podcast episode. Literally, our whole entire health and wellness comes from the inside. So any outer appearance issues that we want to address are going to come either from our gut, from our endocrine system, from our immune system, from the organ of our skin. So Hum Nutrition makes that really easy because they have vital beauty nutrients that we can't necessarily access in food that we can get in their supplements. So some of the supplements that I really, really love from Hum Nutrition right now are the Big Chill. That one I have been taking pretty much religiously for the last several years because it really helps me calm down. It's something that I notice a huge change in when I take it. It helps me stay calm and focused. It's made from all plant extracts. It slows down the reaction to stress and it's clinically proven to raise your focus during demanding situations. So I don't know about you, but I think all of us are in demanding situations every day. My nervous system isn't cut out for that and any type of natural support that I can take to help me with that is something that I love and appreciate. Another of my favorites right now is their Uber Energy, which balances the adrenals, is really high in adaptogens, and supports consistent energy through adrenal strength. So with the chronic fatigue that I've been experiencing for many, many many months now that is so frustrating and has completely knocked me down. I have become such an advocate of this particular Uber Energy supplement from Hum Nutrition. But the cool thing is no matter what you're going through, no matter what you need the most support with, you can go to humnutrition.com and take a three-minute evaluation quiz to see what supplements would support your life the best. And that's from a registered dietitian who will give you ongoing support when you have an account with Hum and to get your hands on all of this stuff and take that quiz and 
get into the hum lifestyle, you can go to humnutrition.com and use the code SOUL, that's S-O-U-L as in soul on fire at checkout. And that will give you 20% off of your first order. So that's humnutrition.com with the code SOUL. I can't wait to hear what you guys think of the products. And without further ado, let's dive into this episode with the amazing Robin Euclid. Talk all about gut health and everything else. All right, guys, I am sitting here with the amazing Robin Euclid. She is a health coach, an author, an internationally renowned speaker, and she's a expert in holistic digestive health, which is so interesting. I'm all about the gut health life. We're sitting here in my hotel room in New York City, and we just met for the first time, but I feel like we've known each other for a long time. I, she just has that vibe. So Robin, say hello to our Soul on Fire tribe. Hello, beautiful tribe. I am so excited to be here. Thank you for inviting me. I love that we're having a cozy little hotel moment together. This feels like seen out of a movie or something. It does. I'm in my bathrobe. We have our tea. You were answering the door. You're just like totally right at home here. And you drove in from, are you from living outside of the city or did you drive from somewhere in the city? So I live in Williamsburg now with my family. Mm. Uh, my husband and I were living in the East Village, so just down the street. And then we uh, moved to Brooklyn. So that was a big move for us. But Yeah. When did you do that? A year ago. Just a year ago. How is it? Weird at first because <laughs> we moved a little bit on the outskirts, um, but now I'm 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 digging the vibe and I love our home. We have I have a beautiful kitchen there with gorgeous natural lighting, and my daughter's really happy there, and it feels like home. Like this is where we really live. That's so nice. I love Brooklyn, and I haven't spent a ton of time in Brooklyn, but my best friend Claire lives in Brooklyn Heights, and. We used to live like really close to each other in the city because I used to live here. Now back in LA, you know this. Yeah. So I like to kind of start by, because we'll talk all about what you do. I like to start by finding out what you like to do and what does your free time consist of and what are the things that you love? Oh, what do I like to do? Wow. I'm so focused on what needs to get done and what's happening in my day and all the things that are going on in my life that i I rarely pause to think, oh, what do I, what do I like to do? What do I, you know, where do I want to be? So it's, it's nice to have that answer to, um, that question rather, to have a moment to reflect. So things I like to do. First off, of course, spend time with my daughter. Um, anybody that follows me on social media sees her quite often because she is just such a light and funny and uh, just keeps me so in the moment. It's uh, a gift to have a child to get to do that. I don't feel like I have to do as much work to be in the moment because right there, it's happening in front of me. It's this beautiful, sparkling reminder of that. So spend a lot of time with her and really try and involve her in everything that I'm doing. From day one, I've always really talked to her as if I'm talking to you right now and explained to her, you know, I'm making my power parfait this morning. Do you want to help me? I'm putting in the chia seeds. I'm putting in the oats. And so she feels like she's a part of my life and that life isn't just happening around her and to her, that she's really such a player. So that's kind of my philosophy around what 
a little bit of my parenting philosophy and being with my daughter. And then I am really passionate about moving my body in some way. And that can be exercise. That can be a class that I love that changes from time to time, but really just doing something where I'm just like, oh, yes, I have a body. Look at you. Look at that booty. Aren't you gorgeous? Whether I'm feeling it or not, I'm still going to tell my butt. I'm like, hey, you. My book is actually dedicated to my rather generous tush. No way. (laughs) That makes me so happy. I love that. Yeah. My my publisher was like, who do you want to dedicate this book to? I'm like, I've got one for you that you've probably never heard before because it's really been my my greatest teacher. That was what came out when I was 13 years old. And I was like, oh my God, I have a booty. Um, And all of that 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 meant. Um, So yeah. So moving my body in some way so that I feel good, eating good food, travel. Travel is a huge, huge thing for me. We're always planning our next trip somewhere else. I just, to me, that feels like I'm really in my life. That life isn't just happening to me. That I am, I am setting setting the rules. I am saying this is what's important, and I'm making sure that it gets on the calendar. And seeing the world and being in those experiences is is what's so so tremendous for me. I love that. I love all of what you just said. And it's so cute that you talk to your daughter and involve her in what you're doing. It reminds me, I do that with my cat crazy enough because he's my baby until I have human children. And even when I do, he's always going to be my first baby. And it's so funny because I totally talk to him like that. Well, I'm doing this. I'm getting ready to go to yoga. Then I'm going to be here, but then I'm going to come home. And I swear... He knows. He kn- He's like, okay, cool. And he appreciates it. And your daughter, we were just looking at pictures of her before we started, is so cute. Navy, the cutest name ever. And that's just amazing. I can only imagine that having your first book come out and then giving birth to your daughter was probably one of the biggest whirlwinds of your life. What was that like? So it's so funny. Um, when I was starting the the journey to wanting to become a mom and thinking about getting pregnant, I kept saying, I was like, the book deal was looming. You know, it was on the horizon. I kept saying, the only thing I don't want to have happen is have the book and the baby come out at the same time. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Lo and behold, of course, uh, my book came out and literally my daughter came out two weeks later, <laughs> quite literally. Um, and how that happened is, Quite simply, I am just really bad at math. And at the time, I also didn't have a very deep understanding of women's health and hormones. And I didn't understand that when you get pregnant, it backdates from before your last period. So it could be like a month and a half, essentially, from the time that you got pregnant. So again, I thought we had a start date, you know, said go and got pregnant on the first, not even real try. And then I had the baby in the book at the same time. And ultimately, at first, this completely freaked me out. But then ultimately, it was the biggest gift ever, which just goes to show we never we never know where the gifts are coming from, right? Because what it did for me was it helped me get hyper, hyper-focused. So all of the stuff that we... The stories we play out in our heads. Am I am I good enough? Is this going to do well? I just... I simply didn't have time for them. I was had to go to the doctor. I had to take care of myself, make sure I was fed, make sure things were happening for my body and my health. And I had some time for the book and getting that out in the world, but it could, had to be so laser focused. So all of that uh, conversation around, am I good enough? Am I not? Should I? Shouldn't I? I had to make a quick decision, which is so the opposite for, for me. I'm a Libra as well. Ooh, so <laughs> when's your birthday? October 19th. No way. 
Oh, that makes me so happy. So typically, Libra sisters. Yeah. Libras, I mean, beauty everywhere. And of course... We're the indecisive Indecisive, ones. yeah. I once read a comic somewhere. I'm like, two Libras died in the middle of the street trying to decide which way oh, to go. Oh my God. <laughs> that would be us. <laughs> like, so thankfully, I feel like I've gotten definitely a lot better in, in you know, honing my intuition and mm-hmm. listening to my gut and everything that I teach. Thankfully, that's gotten a little better. Although my husband would probably say different when it's time to get dressed. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it helped me get hyper-focused and... It ended up being, you know, an incredible thing. And now with my next book coming out and not having a human baby at the same time, I am very grateful to get to just give this my full attention and see what this ride is like. Yeah, absolutely. It's going to be so different for you. It's like those people who talk about giving birth to twins and then they have a single child like later on and how much easier it is. So maybe that will be your experience because you had your book baby and your daughter at the same time. So cool. Um, Speaking of being a Libra, do you happen to know your rising sign and your moon sign? Uh, Scorpio, right? Which is the one that's communication? Um, I think that's Scorpio. That's that could be Mercury. No, Mercury. Oh, that's my Scorpio. That's your Mercury. Yes. Okay. Mer- yes. Mercury, my is, Mercury Scorpio. is Scorpio. Cool. Got it. Um, I have it in my chart at home. Okay. We'll have to look because <laughs> yes. I'd be so... I Even love show notes. meeting... Okay. A, I love just knowing everyone's birth chart. B, I love when I meet a fellow Libra to see what their rising sign mm. and their moon sign are and all of their other planets because it just goes to show... We could be so similar and so different at the same time, which is kind of how it strikes me, just like intuitively how you and I are. I feel like we have those inherent Libra qualities, but like different, very different things about us at the same time, which is so cool. Totally. Yeah. So I will get that for you. Okay. Absolutely. I must know. (laughs) I must know. So um, I do want to tell everyone how we were connected, which was through Sarah Pasek, the best literary agent, wouldn't you say, of all Mm -hmm. time. She was actually like my fifth or sixth guest on this podcast. So, oh yeah, you heard it. So everybody listening, if you're interested, because we're going to be talking a lot about Robin's books and getting book deals and all that kind of stuff. If you're interested in getting a book deal and that whole Shazam, because it's such a process, um, then listen to that episode with Sarah because she... She has so many amazing clients. It just blows me away all the time. And that was a really informative episode. So why don't we tell all of our listeners what your books are about and kind of what you teach. It's all about gut health and instinct and mindful eating. So where did that all start for you? Yeah. So funny enough, I I started this journey almost a decade ago. And I didn't really know that this was where I would end up at all. There was no calling to gut health. Um, I knew I loved eating sauerkraut, raw fermented sauerkraut and drinking kombucha, but I didn't know um, that it would lead me anywhere. And so I just began my health coaching practice, Your Healthiest You. And I just kept doing the next right thing. So I would do a workshop, I would work with clients and just kind of the years went by sort of, you know, as an entrepreneur and doing the best I I could in that world and trying to figure it all out. And over time, I realized how I was best serving my clients was always when I was tuning into my intuition and the voices that I was hearing about them. So I literally see pictures like over my left eye, kind of almost like as if someone pulls down a movie screen. And then I start to see a story or see an image or see something even around a food or their morning or whatever it is. And I get a a hit in my gut, like deep inside me. I'm like, ask them about this, do that. So I realized when I was 
coming from that place and getting more of these intuitive hits that my coaching practice started to really, really take off and that it was feeling way more fun and way less like the work work you know, that you have to do with running a business. It started to soar. And I realized in connecting to my intuition, I was connecting to my clients much, much more deeply. And I also realized that many of my clients who I served were a lot of women like me, um, different categories, right? Some, you know, later in, in their lives, earlier in their lives, wherever we, we are, but a lot of them were having gut health issues. So bloating, digestive distress, you know, acid reflux, things like that. And just not feeling like they were digesting their food and also not feeling like they were digesting their lives. Like things were out of alignment for them and they didn't know what that meant because they had the job they liked or they had a husband that they were in love with or whatever their story was. And things just sort of felt out of alignment for them. And so when I developed this this coaching practice that started to then hone in on, okay, gut health, and intuition. So if I, if I can help them clean up their guts, then they can live from their gut. They can hear those intuitive voices more and more and more. And so that's what my first book, Go With Your Gut, is really about. I call it more like the encyclopedia of gut health. It covers a bigger range of topics and really um, is just much more straightforward gut health. And then the little, the Trojan horse of that book is your intuition, right? That magical gift that we all have, um, that I am here to be the cheerleader, to encourage you to connect to. And then of course, tons of practical advice like chewing your food and slowing down and how how to eat more mindfully rather than just saying, oh, I need to eat more mindfully. I should be more mindful at meals, right? That feels like a should. It feels like something we're setting ourselves up to fail. So I give a lot of really practical tools for how to do that. And of course, beautiful over 75, I think 100 recipes, color photos uh, in that book as well. So that's go with your gut. And then my my new book that's out now, Thin From Within, uh, is really about gut health as it connects to weight loss, but my definition of weight loss. And so I say that weight, wanting to lose weight or wanting your weight to be different is often a sign that not only do, do we want something to be different in our bodies, but more so in our lives. So again, what is it in our lives that is making us feel weighed down, that we don't feel lit up by, that we probably don't want to look at because there might be a series of decisions that then have to happen from that that we may not be even ready for. So just starting that conversation of what's weighing you down in your life. And then of course, the practical you know, recipes and how to structure your plate for eating all those gut healthy, nourishing foods as well. So that's, that's the second guy. <laughs> so much good information. I'm so glad that both of your books are sitting right next to me and that you brought them over because I'm so looking forward to diving in and learning from you. This couldn't possibly be a more relevant topic in my life right now, as you know, from the frantic emails I was sending you and just like the rundown of talking about all this stuff when you got here. Gut health is just, it just, proves to me over and over and over, my gut keeps on proving to me that that is the center of our being. And as they say, the gut brain is really like the first brain, as you definitely know a lot about in my life, that is just showing up in every area, like the rashes all over my body, the parasites that I have been working to get rid of, um, everything. And I realized with my gut not functioning properly, that is what was throwing everything out of whack. My hormones, my skin, my mood, kind of just my life. Like, why do I 
struggle if I have this life that I've created for myself that I love. And that's what you're talking about, how your clients come to you and say that. Like, well, I love my relationship. I love my career. I love my friends. I love my family. I love where I live. Why do I wake up and feel mentally and physically exhausted? So off balance, just such a struggle to even start the day. And it really comes back to gut health. So when women come to you, men and women, anyone really who's listening to this podcast and your clientele, when they come to you and say just that, like my life is a struggle uh, and I don't know why, but like I have all these imbalances. What's the first thing that you say to them? So first off, I tell them that everything's going to be okay. (laughs) You know, right? Because it is, right? Even though it may not feel or look like it's okay in that moment, like take you for example, if your body's covered in hives, it may not look like it's going to be okay, but you know it is. And you know that this where your body's at is part of your okay. It's part of you getting to that next place that you're destined to go, you know, and your body is coming along for the ride with you in in all its beautiful lessons. Um, So first off, yes, everything's gonna be okay. You're in the right place. I've got you, but more importantly, you've got you. And my goal in our work together in whatever capacity, whether it's through one of my coaching programs or reading my book, is to get you to be your own intuitive guide for yourself. So it's something I call finding your intuitive food voice. So taking a moment to slow down, tune in, what's serving me? What's feeling good? Um, Often I start with chewing. So I'm the chewing queen. Uh, I've seen so many of my clients clear up 75% of their digestive issues that they went to multiple doctors for, no one could help, multiple medications, and just doing that simple practice of chewing your food completely, ideally to liquid or as much as you could break it down before you swallow it, relieves so much burden off of your system. It's incredible. So starting there. And then just also realizing like our gut is the center of us. Like it is quite physically, literally Mm -hmm. the physical center of us. And I'm so thrilled with all the science and the research and that gut health is trendy, that it is validating your 70 to 80% of your immune systems there. 90% of your serotonin is made there. So if your gut isn't functioning properly and like, yeah, guys, this is serious. You know, everyone like this is, we do need to pay attention to this because it is responsible for all of these key happenings in our, in our bodies. Yeah, that's so true. And it's, it's really crazy how just chewing our food basically until it's liquid, which is such a principle that I learned I think from actually like Jamie, our mutual friend who's amazing. Um, I learned a lot of things from her. We should totally talk about that throughout the episode. And it really does make such a huge difference. And lately I've only been eating foods that are that are so mushy that they're already like fully chewed, like kitchery, for example. And I find that my body loves that and I need to stick with that as much as possible. Same with like cooked food foods versus raw foods and all that. But something I love that you talk about is how the body and the soul really work together in tandem and kind of like the gut and intuition. So how would you recommend people to link their body and their soul? Mm. So first off, creating some kind of space in your day for quiet, just pure quiet Meditation is wonderful. Reading is wonderful. But I really challenge people to just sit with a cup of tea and stare out the window 
Right. Yeah, exactly. Or, I can <laughs> model that right now. You want an exact model of that. Um, you know, I have, I have friends that need to sit in their closets to escape their children to do that. And that's fine, but they do it. Or I really recommend to my clients a lot to sit in your car before you go get to work or sit in your car for a minute before you walk in the door because then everything you know, comes at you. And so just really finding a couple minutes to just be quiet, sit with the uncomfortableness and be with, with yourself because that's the conversation that we need to be strengthening more than anything because that's what guides our souls. That's where we hear those messages. That's where we get those cues of, yes, you're on track or no, that doesn't feel good. Whether that's about our food or about a relationship, career, everything. Speaking of messages, you said before that you get kind of like an image over your left eye or something. I know it sounds um, really weird, but no, it, it just, I've started more recently just telling people, embracing, like, embracing it. it, it doesn't I'm like, sound, it's always been there. <laughs> yeah. It doesn't sound weird to me at all. What you said about instinct in your work and how when you started listening to your intuition, your work really soared and took off and it didn't feel like hard work anymore. I can totally relate. That's how teaching yoga and really everything like podcasting, teaching yoga, everything where I'm actually like communicating out loud. Once I just dropped all the expectations I had on myself and just taught from my intuition or spoke from my intuition, everything became easy and life became so much more enjoyable. And it wasn't about like prepping for my classes and going off of my list because that's not me. That's not the way I like to live my life. For some people, they totally thrive off of that. I'm much more intuition-based. So when you get those images, like what are some images that you've gotten about clients before or friends? Like what do they look like? Is it visual for you? I want to know. So let me think some good ones. Usually it's a message about something, just like a little hit, just a, enough to just give me a question. So I'll ask a client, you know, tell me about um, what's happening in your relationships. And they'll talk and talk and talk and I'll sort of like consult a little with my intuition and, and, and see if I get any images around it. And then I, I'll usually hear a voice from inside of me. It's not about those relationships. And I'll hear, this is about the relationship with herself. And then I'll just see some version of her standing. Maybe it's a drawing of herself and that's connected to um, the story that she needs to talk about. Or maybe it's um, her looking in the mirror and maybe that might lead me down the road of it's, it's how she's talking to herself right now or her body image. So I'll just ask questions. So I never say anything, it's this or it's that. It's more just, oh, that's giving me a little bit more information to keep going down the road of, of inquiry. So, oh, I'm getting, you know, is is there something around you and yourself? And and the client will typically say, oh, that's so funny that you're saying that. You know, you've heard that, I'm sure a lot in your work. That's so funny you're saying that because, you know, whatever, this happened and they're, they're always, I don't know, there's this little extra extra twinkle or sparkle in the in the conversation because they're like, I can't believe you're asking me about that. And it's like, I feel like I'm not asking. I'm just doing the work to get quiet in my own body and what I need to listen to to then share with them. And then of course, right, keeping my food solid, like keeping what I am feeding that intuitive voice, yeah. um, you know, what uh, messages I'm feeding it and then also what nourishment I'm feeding it. So it's clear. And then of course, that's what I teach. Yeah, I love that because it really does go back to all of it. Like when I slip up, quote unquote, on the nourishment or the quality of my thoughts, 
when they turn negative, that kind of thing, it really does mess with everything intuitively, which is crazy. So what is the way that you like to eat? Like what would be a breakfast, lunch, and dinner in your life? So I I really do first off want to say it's what does work best for you. There are definitely some things that I've learned over many, many years of working in this field and working with a, it's particularly a lot of women who come from an emotional eating place. And when I say that, they, I mean that they are eating beyond the point of hunger or they are looking for something in their food that isn't just a delicious experience, right? Sometimes food is about just, you know, the environment and the, you know, fabulous restaurant. It doesn't all need to be, you know, quinoa and kale. Um, But, you know, what are we looking for in the foods that we're eating? Are we eating beyond what we would like to be eating for ourselves? So that's what I mean when I say emotional eating. So that is more where I I focus my um, suggestions around and what I've seen work for a lot of those people and myself included. So first up, um, I start my day with my matcha. So I love, love, love matcha. Of course, you know, the things that we resist the most are typically where we're supposed to go (laughs) a lot, right? You're like, you're like, no, I would never. Oh, that's the worst. It's like, you're, of course, you're like rolling around in a bath of it, you know, two months (laughs) later, eventually got there. But I was so resistant to matcha. It was not for me. And then I eventually found my way with it. And I love it because I used to drink a lot of smoothies and they did not work for me on the emotional eating front because I, again, personally for me, need to physically eat those foods. I need, I work much better if it's like on the fork, on the spoon, and I'm much more engaged in that eating experience versus a smoothie that I'm drinking or even if I'm having a smoothie with a spoon, for example. And then the other reason was smoothies were cold and our digestive systems are warm. They're like a fire. They like you know, kindling. Um, They like to be stoked first thing in the morning. Um, And this also depends where you live and climate. Obviously, California, as soon as I get to California, I'm like, smoothie sounds amazing. (laughs) But a lot in New York, it it doesn't work as well for for me here. And again, based on your lifestyle. So um, I... Uh, loved that a matcha latte that I was making, I could put those superfoods in that I was putting in my smoothies. So I could put tocos powder, which is wonderful for your, for your skin. I could put my maca, which is great for women's health and hormones. I could add some additional probiotic powders in there. So that was a really nice vehicle for that. So I started with my matcha. And then typically I needed a little bit more time in the morning before I would have a, a meal, a food-based meal. So that gave me a little bit more sustenance. I'd put some coconut butter in there, or ghee, for example. And then I move on to my... And all these recipes are in uh, my book, Thin From Within. And then I move on to my Power Parfait, which was a huge game changer for me in the breakfast department. Because like I said, I came from smoothies and then I went to eating something called Superhuman Breakfast, which was created by a friend and colleague of mine, Laura Hibbs Frank. Yeah, Superhuman Breakfast. It's wonderful. It was, um, It is um, eggs, sauerkraut, greens, and sweet potato. And this really was a huge game changer for me at the time. Again, we're always shifting. We're always changing, right? Who we are today is not who we're going to be even a month from now. But at the time, that really helped move me away from smoothies into something that was really fueling me and really shifted my mindset around how little can I eat to get through, right? Still that diet and calorie mindset to how much can I fuel my body so I feel really, really nourished by my meal and I'm not hungry until it's time to be hungry again. So that was a big game changer for me. But then what happened with that meal, funny enough, is I was pregnant. And 
the thought of eggs or looking at eggs or standing over a stove with eggs in the morning was, I just couldn't do it. And yes, there's definitely swaps you could make with that meal, but it was time to change it to something else. And so eventually, um, when I had my daughter, I was craving so much dairy because I was nursing um, and I'm still nursing now. Uh, that's another hot topic around nursing a toddler because a lot of people don't talk about that. But another Ooh, time, maybe. We should talk yeah. about that <laughs> after your food routine. After my food routine. So um, I created this Power Parfait, which uh, was yogurt. It's basically just an amped up yogurt. And the reason why it's so great is just yogurt wasn't filling me enough. I needed more. And so I would take yogurt, add protein powder to it, chia seeds, really great for your gut and omegas, oats, really rich in prebiotic fiber. So that nourishes the probiotics in your, your gut bacteria. So you want to be getting those in too. And it just tasted like whipped mousse or something. So that was amazing. And then I would add berries and granola and I could eat that. And it was easy to eat over breastfeeding a baby at the time. And um, the other wonderful, wonderful part about it is in my busy schedule is I can make a fleet of them at once. I can make about four or five of them and have them for the week and they last perfectly. So that's my breakfast. That sounds delicious. It's so good. Yum. (laughs) And you can use a non-dairy yogurt. Um, And even you can skip the yogurt and use even like make more like a chia pudding variation. There's definitely variations of it. Um, I know some dairy works for some people and it doesn't work for others. It's always worked really well for me. But again, that's something you want to experiment and see how it your body likes it. And then lunch, um, lunch and dinner, I generally follow the rule of five plate that I teach in the book. And so these are the five foods that you want to aim to have in your plate at ideally lunch and dinner to make sure that you're getting the good gut probiotics that you need and that you're really, again, kind of that same idea around superhuman breakfast, that you're really making sure that you're eating enough, that you're covering all the categories physically for your nutritional needs, but also energetically, that you're really feeding yourself. Because I found that so many of my clients were dieting through their meals and eating through their days. So rather than when it was time to eat lunch, they weren't really eating lunch. They were picking out a salad or having a light version of something. And really this plate teaches you rather from the first time to really put what your body is craving on a plate. So you guys want the formula? <laughs> yes. So first up, and nothing here is crazy. It's it's all information that we've likely heard before, but it's in one place and it's practical. So first up, greens. So some version of greens, right? Dark leafy greens, they can be cooked, they can be raw, variety, whatever's working for you. Um, I really emphasize variety with this one. So mosh, uh, snow peas, you know, having different kinds of uh, snow pea shoots, rather the, the baby ones, like having different variety there. Chicory, really, really good for you. So getting some greens on the plate. And then next up, um, healthy fats. So again, variety that can be um, uh, olive oil or avocado, um, nuts and seeds, something I really emphasize in the book that small, small portions. We're all eating way too much. And this I can really say, because if you want to think about how nuts and seeds come in nature, they're really hard to get into. Yes. <laughs> so yes. They weren't designed to eat in large butters and qualities. I and I love my butters, but small portions. So just a brief interruption from this amazing conversation with Robin to talk about another sponsor of today's episode, Woo for Play. I have been loving Woo for Play in my own life. You may have heard me talk about it a couple of episodes ago. It is a coconut oil-based, organic, natural, raw, non-GMO, antiviral, antifungal, antibacterial, 
lubricant. So this is for a completely natural and smooth way to enhance your sex life and also make your sexual health that much safer and cleaner, more hygienic. Basically, there's no reason not to use Woo for Play. So it has a shorter ingredient list than basically anything else that you could ever imagine in this category. The coconut oil kills germs, increases sex drive, and is completely free from chemicals. The natural stevia makes it sweeter, also fights germs, is full of antioxidants. And you know that stevia is my favorite ingredient of anything, any food item, anything at all. So the fact that it's in this just makes me really happy because I'm a huge proponent of the stevia life. There's also vanilla essence, which smells amazing, also promotes sexual arousal, enhances moods, and soothes inflammation. And when you are are a chronically inflamed individual like myself. And then there's also beeswax, which promotes relaxation, rehydrates the skin, and relieves pain. Anything that soothes inflammation is the best thing in the whole world. So it feels really smooth and silky and smells like a cupcake, actually, because it smells so sweet. Something that I really love about it is that the packaging is very discreet. It is stylish and premium, so it looks good on your bedside table or in your bag. You don't have to shove it aside when your significant other comes over. So forget everything you know about a drugstore lubricant and just think of this as the new sexier, sleeker version of anything that you have used before. I think it's so empowering for women to have the conversation of how can we make sex feel better than ever before because this is something so many of us don't talk about and also probably in the past, if you're anything like me, felt like maybe we had no control over but we do. And the fact that this product empowers women to bring products into the bedroom that are going to make sex more enjoyable for us and our partners is pretty amazing. So to get a 10% off discount code, head to wooforplay.com and enter the promo code BLONDE. That is wooforplay, W-O-O, F-O-R-P-L-A-Y.com, promo code BLONDE, B-L-O-N-D-E. That's wooforplay.com, promo code BLONDE. Check them out on Instagram, wooforplay, available online at their site, and you guys will probably fall in love. So thank me later. Tell me how it goes. Talk about it in the Soul on Fire podcast tribe Facebook group, and let's head back into this conversation with Robin. I learned that in The Plant Paradox, Dr. Stephen Gundry's book, I'd be interested to hear what you think of the lectin conversation and everything he talks about. But it made so much sense to me that nuts and seeds to forage them takes forever, as I also learned when I was in Bali and finally saw how a cashew grows. And just to get one cashew out is like five minutes of work for someone foraging it. So imagine the way that we eat like mm-hmm. 25, 30 cashews in one sitting. That's kind of crazy. Yeah. And so they can be a wonderful part of 
our diets, but yes. again, small, small portions. And I do find a lot of my women ha- are having digestive issues from that. In addition to, they are um, highly susceptible to mold and toxins. So another thing we want to be careful about there, um, getting them from bulk bins that are highly trafficked, keeping them in your fridge or freezer. Um, I'm going, ugh, because I, <laughs> I used to do that so much. Up until really recently, I was like the bulk bin queen at Whole Foods with walnuts and pecans. You want to make sure they're highly trafficked. So you can ask them actually how often they turn over their bins Mm because sometimes those will be even fresher than in the bag. So Mm -hmm. like ask if this is a product you're buying consistently ask. But California, you have walnuts at the farmer's market. I know. So true. So delicious. I take Meyer lemons home in my suitcase every time I leave LA back to New York. Um, So yeah, so healthy fats. And then moving on to protein. Again, nothing crazy here. We've heard this before. It just gives us the five five components we want to hit. Protein, again, variety. And then next up, fermented foods. So making sure that we have even just a tablespoon of some raw fermented unpasteurized sauerkraut, miso, um, whole brine vegetables, uh, really, really simple ferments. Of course, you can buy them. I really encourage you to make them. I'm, I'm coming to Brentwood, Jordan, just so you know, yes. with my mason jars and my cabbage. <gasps> I'm so <And> excited. <laughs> I'm definitely coming. I'm going to get you. You know, I'm just going to be Please standing next to you. set me up. I will set you up and show you how crazy, crazy simple it can be. Even whole brine vegetables, for example, which I love to talk about even more than sauerkraut because you literally take the bunch of radishes, cut the tops off, put in a salt solution and like set it aside. Like that's literally Easy. how you make it. Yeah, like You don't even have to amazing. massage it. <laughs> so um, getting fermented food, I give a lot of different um, versions in the book, of course. And it is important. I, I like to give this tip to try and vary those as well from jarred and different sources and making your own because different probiotic strains develop at different stages of fermentation. So something that you ferment yourself, you're going to get different benefits at two weeks of fermentation than two months, for example. And your gut loves them all. So just like variety, we like variety, right? So so does your belly. Um, so fermented foods, you want to get on there. And then this one is also the fifth food on your plate, your rule of five plate is, um, I find a, can be a game changer for a lot of women, again, who aren't necessarily eating enough of the right foods during mealtimes. And that is a cooked vegetable. So I find that even more so than healthy fats, that and protein, that can be the difference between feeling really satisfied from what you ate and not. So roasted broccoli, roasted squash, it can be a dense vegetable, it can be a lighter one, but just something that's cooked, maybe has some spices, turmeric, cumin, really wonderful digestive spices, even just straight, you know, roasted in coconut oil is fine. You can have steam, but just something that is grounding, nourishing, warming, ideally. Um, when I when that's missing from my plate, I, I feel like I'm missing something. Me too. Those roasted vegetables are such a game changer for me with the exact spices that you talked about. Roasted in coconut oil with tons of turmeric and cumin and mustard seed and things that just taste so good. Some salt, of course, like so delicious. And then what's your dinner look like? So same. So some version of that. Okay. So So you have the rule of five plate for lunch and dinner. It varies. So usually lunch will be like a more like a leaf-based salad with those components. And then dinner will be a cooked green with kind of those components on the side. So I'll do a bean pasta with tons of kale in it, for example. Um, Maybe I'll add some 
I, I love smoked mussels in the can. They're really, mm, really yeah. good for your muscles. They're amazing, um, amazing, amazing source of iron and really quality food we want to be eating more of. Um, so some smoked mussels, I'll mix that, mix that with the bean pasta, the greens. I'll have a different fermented food. So if I had some whole brine veggies for lunch, I'll have some turmeric um, sauerkraut mm-hmm. with my dinner. Um, and then I've got all my components there. Love all of it. Everything sounds so good that you just talked about. I know. And it's really simple, right? Yeah. Like I'm not simple trying to complicate things, simple right? Simple like is really good. We're overthinking all of this. Yeah, I think we all <laughs> just are so... Everybody in their life is so... I don't want to say busy because that's my least favorite word because we choose what we do. But everybody has such a full schedule that coming home to make dinner, we just want it to be simple. And I know that you talk a lot in your books about cooking at home and the importance of for our gut, eating food that is prepared simply at home versus eating out all the time. And I I was a huge eat out person. Like no matter how healthy the choices of eating out were, going to Erewhon every day of my life. And you know, from all your time in part-time living in LA, Erewhon's amazing. Um, and I would convince myself, well, that's like eating at home, right? Because I'm just going to the Erewhon hot food bar. They use really quality oils and spices and all the good ingredients. But the truth is, I mean, I was getting myself so ridiculously sick and not just from marijuana because that was like the best thing I was eating, (laughs) but a lot of restaurants and social life, all the eating out. And um, this month, I've... I think I've made every single meal at home except for coming to New York. Um, I got here last night and I went to Hugh Kitchen, um, which I also tell myself is like kind of like eating at home because everything's so simple. But that was kind of a doozy on my system after cooking at home so much. And next time, I'm totally going to stay in an Airbnb because I have to have a kitchen. So I was going to bring you some food. Oh, I love <laughs> you so much. Because like, I don't want to try mother. I'm, I'm such a mothery. You know, my friends that know me and clients, I'm like very motherly and I didn't want to overly mother, but I should have stuck I those veggies in my purse. Honestly, <laughs> would have loved that so much. We'll have Maybe to I'll see each up. other again Yes, I will meet up and bring um, you, I promise. Yeah, because I, I swear to God, I'm already having a hard time. And it's only been, I mean, I've only eaten one meal out so far. So yeah, it's interesting. But what would you say about that to everybody listening who who might also eat out a lot too, people on the go? Yeah, it's it's such a great point because yeah, even the restaurants that are, are using quality ingredients, it, that's wonderful. And sometimes that's necessary, right? We have some weeks where we really just can't think about it. You know, whatever, maybe hitting the fan at work or at home and you're at max capacity and you can't think about it and that's okay. What I'm talking about and teaching here is most of the time. Mm-hmm. And you know you're most of the time. And so getting in the kitchen, letting it be whatever it is, right? Let it be messy. Let it be loud. Let yourself get frustrated. It's all okay. We put so much pressure on ourselves. My kitchen's a mess. If you guys watch my Instagram stories, you and you look in the back. If anybody's ever looking in the background, there's like laundry on the floor and this is happening. And that's even with having a housekeeper. God bless my housekeeper. Oh God, I love you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, come once a week. And I recognize how fortunate I am to have, you know, be able to have someone come and help me. But maybe you need to give yourself permission to have someone come and help you, you know, and if you can't do that, then doing a little bit of meal prep, 
That is a huge thing in addition to gut health and weight loss. My big, big teaching point in the book Thin From Within is all around meal prep and my way that I teach meal prep. So that... Tell us your way. (laughs) So that it doesn't need to be a five-hour affair on a Sunday, which can be lovely, but that's really overwhelming. I don't have time for that. I like for my Sundays to be relaxing and low-key and catch up with friends. Like, I don't want to be in the kitchen for five hours on a Sunday. Totally hear you. So I do it more like uh, meal prep as you go. So really rethinking, again, so much of this is just our intention, how we're approaching things, what we're telling ourselves. If we tell ourselves it's going to be hard, I can't do that, what do you think is going to happen, right? That's what we're creating. So if you tell yourself, oh, I'm a beginner at this. I'm going to try my best. I'm going to let it be a mess. It's all good. So starting with that new mind frame, first off, and then seeing when you have opportunities throughout the week to cook a little extra. So do a little bit more batch cooking. So Jordan, if you're making a tray of roasted vegetables, make two. Mm-hmm. Just something so simple. You're totally <laughs> speaking to me. That's what I've been doing. And it is simple, but it, it's not at the same time. I mean, yes, it's simple. Everything about it is simple, but it's also like for a recovering eat out for every meal person. It's a lot of trial and error to learn how much to make. So I've thought I've been so good about buying like all the organic broccoli at Whole Foods and making so much at once. And then I make it for myself. And then Jonathan comes home and he eats it. And next thing I know, it's completely gone. And I'm like, wait, I thought I was making enough for like three days here. I love that you're saying that. I have to interject. I get so angry with my husband when he eats it. I'm like, that was my, for four lunches. And you just mindlessly ate it like it was nothing. I know, but we're also having like so much fun eating home together every every night that we can and like lunch and breakfast because we, I mean, we were like every night Erewhon people. So it's been the best, most fun shift and also really romantic to eat at home and like make dinner, even if we're not making it together because he gets home so late. And I like to eat very early, which I would love to hear your outlook on like what time to eat. But it's just, it's so nice when he comes home, I have like dinner made for him and I was not that kind of girl before. So it's really fun. I love seeing your cooking evolution. Yeah, you totally. Are such a, I'm always impressed by your recipe developing. And even back in the day is what you would create because that's not me. I yeah. never follow recipes. I'm always never baking, never, you know, I'm always impressed by everybody in Instagram. The worlds are bliss balls and cacao balls. And I haven't made a ball since I was recipe testing. Right. But the balls in your book look amazing. (laughs) Thank you. And they are. They're absolutely delicious. But even that, even though there's like four, five ingredients in them, um, to me, that takes thought, right? And I'm just more thinking more about meal prep. So to me, it's what do I need to prepare for the week that I can create those rule of five plates. And then having a lot of those simple foods around, bean pastas, easy proteins, things in our freezer, soups, you know, stuff that's really going to go the distance and and support, you know, myself, my family. And then of course, I do have recipes in the book that are, you know, for fam- bigger families and, you know, people who have kids and husbands or wives, whoever is listening, that they they know that they need a dish. So they do need a recipe to serve them. So it's really you can make those from a lot of the meal prep that I teach in the book as well. So it's just a little bit easier. Yeah, totally. So what time do you usually eat dinner? So this recently changed for me and I'm I'm very proud of myself. So I'm, I'm glad we're talking about it because I'm affirming it even more as I'm saying it. So a little tip there too for you guys. Affirm what's working well for you because then you, you feed that energy, you fuel that fire and it's a good thing. Um, so... 
dinner time was not working for me for a while. So the last uh, year and a half or so, my husband gets home late from work, not too late, but pretty late enough um, where it's just go time with my daughter. Uh, all the mamas know the the bed, what is it? Bed, bath, food, bed, bath, mm-hmm. routine, whatever that is. Book, bed, bath, you know, the the, the whirlwind of evening that I, I do with her, you know, with love, but obviously it's, you know, it's a lot of work. And so my husband would get home too late to eat with her. And so we would then get her to bed. And then I wasn't eating dinner till 8.45, 9.15 or so. And I was going to bed way too late because I do eat this way that I teach in the book my food really energizes me. Like I am, I've had my power parfait before I came here. Like I am energized from my food, which is great. That's what our food is supposed to do for us. Uh, so, you know, ha- having my peak energy at 9.45 at night and then having my daughter sometimes wake up at five something in the morning was not sustainable for me. And I was dragging butt. Uh, so I recently made a huge change. I talked to my husband and I said, you know, this isn't working for me. I need to make a change. Let's talk about it. Here's how I feel. You know, what do you think would be helpful? What can we do? And I realized that I would need to eat with my daughter. Some days maybe he could make it home in time and some days he does. So he tries to make that effort one or two days a week, which is great to eat with her earlier. And then I'm digested and I can go to bed when I need to go to bed. But here's the the trade-off in that is I don't have that calm, focused, I'm really present with my food as much as I would like. I'm getting better, but again, any any mom knows or really anybody who has, you know, dogs, things happening, phones ringing in their home, don't need to be a mom. You know, life's distracting <laughs> and especially distracting with an adorable toddler around. And so rather than getting frustrated and saying, I need my meal to be a certain way so I know that I'm eating what's in front of me and I'm fully present for the experience, I say to myself, okay, so maybe dinner isn't that. And maybe that's okay. And so now I shift that focus and that, you know, blissed out mealtime and that presence in mind of mindful eating to breakfast and lunch more. So I make sure I'm getting it somewhere in my day that that part of me is really satisfied. And dinner can be a little bit more chaotic. Sometimes it's not, but a lot of times it is. And it's not that big a deal, partially because I've decided it's not that big of a deal. And because I'm just finding a lot more joy in that experience. And of course, I'm having the benefit of being able to go to bed earlier and digest my food properly. I love that. I love that you share all of that because no matter what your stance is and you're an author on these subjects and an expert, you still have to bring it into your own life and make it work for your own life. And it's not always going to work to be 100% mindful at every meal as much as we want. And at some point when your daughter's a little older and things change, you can be again. So it's really just about living in the moment and having that joy and finding it. Like, Beating yourself up, as I know you would agree, would be the detriment to your gut health anyway and to everything. So to just enjoy the way that you're doing it is perfect. Absolutely. Thank you. Yeah. And then also knowing that you can be the change. Like you can get wrapped up in the chaos. And I think of one of my clients who has three sons and, you know, balls are flying and phones are ringing and things are happening. And she's training herself to sit there and breathe mm-hmm. and chew her food and everything can happen around her. And that's okay. And that definitely translates when we're eating a crowd or social circle, right? And things are busy or, you know, we're gabbing with our girlfriends and we look down, we're like, did I even eat? And then we may end up overeating that evening. So again, stand with your food, with your plate. I have a one, two, three food freedom tool that is really helpful where you 
Look at what you're about. Well, first you breathe, take a breath, look at what you're about to eat and then chew your food completely. And so you can just let it be you. You can be your, you know, your own solo ship in that and that's fine. (laughs) Yes. The breathing is so important. I love that you say that. Just taking a breath to even recognize like, oh, I'm eating now. Things are shifting. I chose what's on my plate. How beautiful is that? And just having that outlook is so incredible. Another thing I want to talk to you about is constipation and (laughs) something that like, I mean, that just goes so, that's such a huge part of gut health. And I've learned from all my research that people are chronically constipated, everybody. And something that was so crazy to me as I stopped drinking coffee, And I'm so glad that I did, at least for now, because my life is enhanced by not drinking coffee and not being so dependent on caffeine and even just kind of shifting my routine to be a lot more mindful without starting my day with coffee. I learned, because I would always say like, I'm not constipated because I drink coffee every morning and like things flow. But if I didn't drink coffee, it wouldn't. And then I learned that that means that you are very constipated if you need something to actually stimulate your digestion. So what are your tips for people who want to be more regular? Oh, my poor little constipated friends. So first off, I know. <laughs> if you're not pooping ide- at least once a day, ideally like more like two, even three, everyone's different, but most people, almost everyone, it's at least once a day, you are constipated in some form. Uh, so just knowing that like, oh, okay. I guess that's what I am. Take a breath with that, which then leads us back to what we were just talking about before, breathing. So my first tip around constipation is breathing. So everyone is listening. Go ahead, take your hand, place on your lower belly, blow your belly button, and just take a deep breath into that area and let it go. Let that out. First off, notice, were you holding it in? Likely you were. So you think about trying to do a yoga pose or a flow and holding tightly onto those muscles, tightening those arms, tensing those arms, how easy do you think it's going to be for your body, for your shoulders to do that beautiful movement that it's craving to do? And so the same thing is true of our digestive systems. So if we are chronically tense there and holding in and tightening and stressed and putting that pressure on our bodies like we do, right? So often we wake up and it's just a big clamp down. <laughs> it's really hard for your digestive system to do what it was designed to do. So first tip, again, free, simple, can do it anywhere, is just breathing into that part of our body and letting it go. And for my women who you know might feel uncomfortable with the belly that they're feeling beneath their hand when they do that, you know, a lot of us suck it in, suck our guts in. Um, letting it go, just recognizing like that might feel uncomfortable. Maybe you don't like the way that that feels or that looks. Again, that's okay. We're working towards shifting that. We're working towards a better relationship with our bodies. Doesn't have to happen right now in this moment, but just let's all be more comfortable with our bellies hanging out, girls. We all have them and they're beautiful and it's okay. So first off that breath, letting it go. Secondly, a very large amount of water first thing in the morning. So I like to give the analogy 
Uh, if your poop is the boat, how can it float without the river? And so that's kind of what's happening in your body. So I like to say about 24 ounces in a glass mason jar. If you have a kitty cat, you can put a lid, which is really helpful. Mm-hmm. Um, I really do recommend glass. I really recommend filtered water. Um, a sprinkle, a little sprinkle of pink Himalayan sea salt is wonderful in there. It helps your body absorb and assimilate that water as well as really nice lemon's good. Doesn't even need to be all of that. It can just be plain water. Um, having that first, first thing in the morning. And that usually clears up constipation for about half my clients. Mm-hmm. It's just that one commitment before the coffee, before the tea, put it on your nightstand before you go to bed. Uh, my husband drinks his in the shower, which I find his glasses <laughs> everywhere. <laughs> but that's okay. Yes. Oh, I love that. Yeah, I've started doing that um, because I follow a lot of Ayurvedic principles for gut health and for eating and digestion and everything. And I do two large glasses of water right when I wake up and that has changed so much. And then I also take this herb called triphala um, before I go to bed. It tastes so bad when it's in powder form, (laughs) Um, but it works, I feel, so much better in powder form, um, especially for those of us who have absorption issues. And oh my God, the radical change of, of like going to the bathroom regularly is amazing. I I know I have a long way to go with recovering from all of the symptoms that I have, the rashes, the parasites, all that kind of stuff. But one step at a time, one day at a time, that feels so good. And to just have like a healthy gut, even if it still has parasites in there, feels so much better than like holding on. And I'm definitely a tense up kind of person. And I have to remind myself to breathe and I hold all my tension in my stomach and my chest, which is literally like the whole front of the body just sucked in. And it's been amazing to release that. And I love that those are practices and principles that you teach. Thank you. And I I really do feel like we are all getting better at this. I really do. I think this is changing. People are listening. They're trying. We're working on this. We're we're doing it. Wherever you're at in your journey is is perfect. Yes, I so agree. So let's move into the rapid fire questions. I love these. I ask everyone these questions who come on the podcast. They change from time to time just for fun. So don't give it too much thought. Just the first thing that comes to your mind. What is your dream vacation? A month somewhere. So mm. I went to Bali on my husband, um, our honeymoon, but I just want to do that like land somewhere for a month. So it doesn't even matter where that is. It could be South America, Central America, somewhere I've been before, but I just want to like hang our hat there for a little bit and get to just chill. Yes. Open to location. Yes. That sounds amazing. Who are your mentors? Mm. Gabrielle Bernstein. As yes, you likewise may or may not know, she's a dear friend of mine. I know her from college and getting to fly through this world of wellness with her by my side has been incredible. And just seeing her and her commitment to sharing this and helping people is inspiring every single day. So did you guys get into wellness around the same time? No, what's funny is, um, so I knew her in college, we were friendly and then, but not like, you know, close friends. And then later on when I began my journey uh, to become a health coach and an expert in wellness and in this field, my friend told me about this book and, you know, you have to check out this author, Gabrielle Bernstein. I was like, Gabrielle, I was like, 
Gabby? Gabby from college is a self-help author? You've got to be kidding me. And I went to her event. I didn't even think she'd remember me. She immediately was like, oh my God, Robin, you're here. I'm so happy to see you. Let's get together. And from, you know, from then on, we were just super close and have gotten even closer in years. Uh, So yeah. I love that. So amazing, the small world and the connections. So she's definitely an inspiration to me. Just a lot of the wellness babes, you know, uh, Candace Kumai, uh, Sarah Wilson, Carrie Glassman, so many of these awesome, Gwyneth Paltrow, Ariana Huffington. Oh, yeah. You know, you know, just the boss babes that are just doing it. Everyone's just shaking their own t- tail feather, whatever that color is or flavor. Um, Sophie Chichi is opening a, a bunch of shape houses around the world, which is infrared sauna therapy. And just like mm-hmm. these women who are just driven and, but doing it from their hearts to me. It's, I know that's not one person. That's just- No, that, lots of yeah. good ones. <laughs> I like that even better. Do you have a favorite book or anything that you're reading right now? I'm reading right now. So I will say where I veered on this path towards, I don't know, a life that, what's the word? Like examine where I'm willing to look at my faults, my flaws, how, what's my side of the street. And I, my father passed away when I was 17 years old uh, from cancer and it was not, you know, it was bad. It was bad, a bad time. And my friend recommended the book, um, Dan Millman's Way of the Peaceful Warrior to me. And I read this book and I was like, okay, I got it. Like, I got it. Like, as my friend Jamie Graver, our friend that we just spoke, you know, things are happening for me, not to me. And even in the death of my father, you know, I didn't have that phrase yet, but seeing like this was happening for me in some way. And I could even get that at that age. And that I think put that seed that, you know, was planted for this to be my, my life's work. And I recently, I have to say recently, your book, Breaking Vegan, I, I I read it before I went on vacation recently. And then I, I didn't bring it on the trip because I was trying to pack super light. And I came home that night and I couldn't sleep. And I think it was because I was supposed to read, finish your book. So I woke up at 3am and I finished the whole rest of the book in the middle of the night. That makes me so happy. True story. I love that so much. Our books, like the, the pictures and colors in my book and your book remind me of each other. A lot of like those, those like bright yeah. recipe They're colors. Girlfriends. Yeah, they are. <laughs> they can sit next to each other on the shelf. If you were a color, what color do you feel best represents your energy? Rose gold. Totally. I 100% see that. Your pants are pretty rose gold right now. And I looked at you and I was thinking some variation of pink is like certainly going to come out. Yes. Thank you. (laughs) I'll take that as the highest compliment. (laughs) It is because it's such a fun color. What is your favorite part about living in New York? Mm, Access to anything. Mm -hmm. Experiences, food, just people, just perspective. I can walk to the water from my home and just look and breathe and everything can feel different in that moment. Yes. Um, Favorite crystal. You came here and unloaded some of your crystals, which makes me so happy. I was like instantly, we're going to be very good friends. Do you have a favorite? I do. Uh, Before I even thought about crystals. I remember someone back in the day was like, oh, this person does crystal therapy. I was like, that's weird. Of course, the things we resist the most, right? That end up being, you're like, ah. So I had a a dear friend at the Institute for Integrative Nutrition 
James. And I remember it was the second year of, of education or something, maybe a third program that they'd offered that I'd taken. And he handed me this crystal and he said, I, I got this in it and I thought of you because inside of it, there's a little baby crystal that's like a bud that's growing. And I just see all this growth in you and this power. And it's just so powerful. And it's, you know, as we know about crystals now, like they're growing and there's energy to them. So I just see that little bud inside this bigger crystal. I'm like, yeah, that's me. I'm growing. And it's followed me everywhere. It's the thing I held on planes when I was having a, you know, oh, I don't like what's happening moment. And um, I've lost it so many times and it's always found its way back to me. And it's just, again, I think it's just a clear quartz, but it's it's very special to me. And I love it dearly. It's beautiful. Thank you. I love it. Um, so tell us where can everyone find you? your website, your books, Instagram, all that good stuff. So everything's pretty much under my name, Robin Euclis, uh, R-O-B-Y-N-Y-O-U-K-I-L-I-S. But a little easier than that is my new book is Thin From Within and it's available everywhere. Again, Thin From Within. And if you go there, you can find my name and that is my website and then my Instagram handle and Facebook is my health coaching practice. That's your healthiest you. So that's my um, where I have my coaching programs and products and um, all, the blog and all that good stuff is under your healthiest you. So fun. Yeah, you guys can go stalk her and see her cute daughter and her amazing recipes and fun travel photos, all that good stuff. So now Robin and I are going to head to my yoga and intention setting workshop on the Upper West Side. She's giving me a ride, which in New York is like so rare and I'm so excited. So we're going to go get ready for that. And I told you I was motherly. I love getting I know. the email. I'm like, would you, would you like, a, can I drive you? I was so happy when you said that. Um, it's like gold in here. It really yeah, is. That's it the is. gold. Forget the crystals. That's the magic. It's just a ride. So totally. Nice. So <laughs> magical. So Robin, thank you so much for being here. And I'm excited to hang out with you for the rest of the evening. And everyone listening, check her out. Instagram, books, blog, all of it. And she will inspire you to live that healthiest gut kind of life, which I love. Um, so thank you everybody for listening and we'll talk soon. Thanks guys. Bye. Thank you guys so much for listening to this episode with Robin Euclid. She is so beyond wonderful. And I know that you got so much good info about gut health and being thin from within and everything else. So enjoy her book, books, plural, her new book that just came out. Check her out on her book tour. There's lots of exciting places to catch Robin and definitely join our Soul on Fire podcast tribe to continue the conversation and meet like-minded people. I was going to say like-minded women, but definitely like-minded people. There are guys in the group, including Jonathan, including Brandon, including many others. So come join us, Soul on Fire podcast tribe. And if you feel inspired to rate and review the podcast, then head over to iTunes, leave a rating and review, and I will send you my blogging tips and tricks ebook that I send to everyone who rates and reviews the podcast. Send a screenshot to jordan at thebalancedblonde.com 
and I will get you that blogging tips and tricks document. That's for anybody who's interested in blogging as a career or starting a blog as a hobby or just to enhance your current business. And I don't know if you guys can hear Hudson completely crying right now. He's breaking my heart. I've been gone all day, so I'm going to go play with him and give him some love. Huddy's my cat, for those of you who don't know, and he has actually been a guest on two separate episodes with Miranda Alcott, the animal communicator. So if you're interested, listen to those. And I'm going to go play with HUD and wind down for the night, maybe take a bath. I hope that you guys are all having an amazing, inspired, creative, soul on fire day. Sending all my love and catch you very soon. Mwah.